Okay, here's the gist. I'm a gay guy who's been living in New York City for the past three decades. I got shit to talk about. I also have awesome friends who also have a lot of shit to talk about. That's what this podcast is about, way off the record. People that you never hear from, that you need to hear from, because trust me, girl, you need this fabulous in your life. Welcome to Way Off the Record. I'm here with my dear friend, Lisa, and we're gonna talk about lots of stuff. So, Lisa, how are you tonight? Tonight, I'm doing very well. Yay. I'm very happy to see you. Me too. I haven't seen you in so long, except on Facebook. It's been years, decades. It's actually, it's been, I was thinking about it, it's been more than 15 years. The last time I saw you, you came to the daycare center to see my twins. That's right, I remember that. And you took pictures. Yes. And, um, and, and they were like in stroller. They were in a, yeah, in a stroller. Yeah, they weren't even a year old. Yeah. And they're yeah. 16 now. Damn. I know. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I'm glad and we're... And you look exactly the same. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Girl, you need your glasses. You're not wearing... Are you wearing contacts? No, I have my readers in my purse. <laughs> okay, me too. I fucking hate my readers. I hate them. So, tell me about yourself. Did, did I ask that question already? No. Um, no, you just asked how I was. Okay. So, I'm... Uh, <laughs> I'm married. I have mm. twins, sixteen-year-old twins. Oh my god! I um I work as a financial aid director at a an acting conservatory here in New York. Nice. I've been in so posh. Um, I love it. Oh, it's it's. I mean, it sounds posh. I know yeah, you're not posh. It's yeah. It's and it's very tiny and it's um, and I you know it's the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. Mm. So it has it's it's super super old. It's been uh, in existence since the late 1800s. Um, they only have 300 students at the New York campus, and we have an LA campus as well. Ooh. And there's 300 students there, so 600 students altogether. And I'm used to larger universities. I worked at the New School for right, right. 20 years, and um, and this is a very different experience. It's all actors. It's intense small they've got a really beautiful reputation um, the students treat each other really well mm. the administration we're all everybody's very close it's it's so I have I've only worked there for about seven months now mm -hmm. um, but I love it I love it so much I love hearing that yeah I and, love hearing that. and I um and I for, so I live in New Jersey mm -hmm. um, and I had left the new school to go work in a school in New Jersey because I wanted to be closer to home, mm -hmm. closer to my kids. They were starting high school and things like that. Um, but hated working in New Jersey and wanted to come back to New York. So I'm glad to be nice. back in New York. And nice. I get to go home to New, New, York, New Jersey, but I get to spend my days in New York again, and I love it. I'm happy to be back. New York is happy to have you. Oh, thank I you. have to tell you that. <laughs> I have to say. I love hearing that. I love hearing that, you know, my friends are happy and they like their jobs and and your family is amazing so i lisa and i have, have known each other for what like 30 years yeah, or something least, yeah you know yes. how so how did we meet i don't remember how we oh, met you were friends with denise i was i thought you introduced me to her oh I think you guys worked at the same store. Didn't you work at Conrad's? Oh my God, that's right. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so I I knew her. She was from Michigan, and I was from Michigan. Right. right. And so you guys, so actually Denise introduced us. I think so. Right. I think so. And then, um, and then and Mary. You, and and Mary, right? <laughs> and. Um, Who was in love with you? I mean, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> What's that? Mary was in love with you. Yes, it I, was so clear. Yeah, I found that out later. I was so naive and silly. I was just like, no, we're just really good friends. <laughs> she was just like, no, Bless. no, it's not that. Yes. Um, <laughs> but remember when we would go to your house and watch um, 30-something? Yes. Remember that, that so that when you said 30-something was coming back? And I was like, I'll bring the cheap wine That's and the right, breed. that's right, yes. Because that's, that's, that's what I was in charge of. Because Ken Owen, who doesn't follow me, who I follow... Ken Owen. Oh, I, who you remind me announced of. that. Well, I did then, I, which was weird. Like I remember you telling me that, and it was it felt so odd because like I was totally crushing on him, and it was like, <laughs> am I crushing on myself? It's so <laughs> fucked up. Um, I tweeted him after he announced that, you know, um, because oh by the way, oh god, I can't wait to tell you a story, because um, I, you know. I love that show. So recently, um, this is when I was like 20 pounds heavier, by the way, Trump weight. 
Um, I need to lose another 15, and I blame it all on Trump, and fuck him. Oh, that Trump. Oh, I see what you say. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I I, I ate a Cinnabon the morning (laughs) after the election, and my weight has just been going up ever since. I know, I know. Honestly, um, that's a whole other topic. I got to write that down right now. Um, So, so my friend Jeff is a stage manager, and he does off-Broadway things. Ooh productions and he directed or uh was working on the show with matthew broderick uh-huh. and then god i can't remember the name of it um it's really like dark irish play and it was the irish rep where he works and it was really interesting um and so that whole evening was so he invited me to the last performance and then to the after party afterwards mm-hmm. and so before that of course the queen in me was like, is Sarah Jessica going to be there? <laughs> it's like, of course. And so that was a whole thing. And like, I was outside smoking with her and I still smoke and I know, I know, I know. Oh, um, so does she. with her? Yeah. Wow. Well, not really with her. I was sort of adjacent smoking to her. Okay. She was like with her, her team or whatever. And because I thought like that would be supremely creepy if I went over and was like, <laughs> as I'm puffing and you know I, I know your husband through my friend and he's a stageman but I was like no I can't I can't go there anyway um, so we get into the theater we sit down and she's like right in front of me and she's gorgeous by the way mm. like in person I, I've never seen her in person I used to work with her brother Pippin oh really yeah Pippin used to work I don't know if he still does but his he, name is Pippin his name is Pippin <laughs> join us <laughs> And he no worked way. at the new school. He's the, the director of their acting program. Oh my god. Pippin Parker. Hilarious. Pippin. Yeah. Wonder where they got that name from. Yeah. So so anyway, fast forward to after the show, right? So we go to some bar for the after party and everybody's there. Matthew Braddock's there, Sarah Jessica Parker there. Sarah Jessica Parker's there. Um the whole cast and crew and whatever and it was really fun and it felt like back in the old days when I used to do this kind of thing yeah and so it's Jeff and his husband who are my neighbors um me Sarah Jessica Parker and this gorgeous woman at the end of the bar they were friends Sarah Jessica and this other woman were like we sort of crashed their little party (coughs) and um so I'm trying to be cool you know um (laughs) Trying not to say too much, and but I had a little conversation with Sarah Jessica Parker and whatever, and I told her, I reminded her when I worked for Attitudes, remember the Lifetime oh, yeah. talk show? Oh yes, with Linda Dano and Duke uh, Kelly. Yes. Oh my gosh, I totally forgot. Do you about remember that. this? Yeah. So, I, so my job was like the lowest of the low sort of production assistant and stuff. But one of my roles was on taping days, which was every day for like four days a week, I think we taped, mm-hmm. to go. And to um, greet the guests, bring them to their dressing room, see if they wanted anything, you know, mm-hmm. to drink, to eat, or whatever. And so I, you know, did this for everybody. It was Raquel Welsh, <laughs> Zsa Zsa Gabor, girl. It was like a whole thing. And then one of them, you know, one of the one of our guests was Sarah Jessica. And I'm thinking at the time, this is like '89. It's like right. after Square Pegs, and right. you know, it was like during Footloose, maybe. I don't know. Was oh, no, she in that was pro- that yeah, was... she was in Footloose. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's, I don't even know. I, I can't even keep track of work. Yeah. Anyway, so I go out to the, this is at Kaufman Astoria Studios in Astoria. Yeah. Go um, open the door and she comes out and the first thing she said, she was so lovely and she said, pr- pretty much from the time that I picked her up at the limo to walk her through the studio to her dressing room, she kept... She was so self-deprecating and so lovely, and she's like, I don't normally have this much makeup on. She said, I came from a photo shoot, and like, I don't normally look like Lonnie Anderson, so I'm so sorry, (laughs) which I thought was awesome. And it wasn't in like a mean, dissing kind of Lonnie Anderson way, but it was just like, it's cool. Like, you look great, you know? It wasn't a big deal. And that's all it was. And then, you know, like, made sure she was comfortable and whatever. And so I told her the story and she didn't remember it. What? She didn't remember being on Attitudes and she's like, but it sounds like me. Like, it sounds like something I would say. And it was just a little chat. So so fast forward. So 
we're standing there, and all of a sudden, Tim Busfield comes in. You know who was Elliot on Thirty yeah. Something? Red hair. Yeah. yeah. And it, him, I recognized instantly, and so mm. <laughs> he comes in and kisses the beautiful woman at the end of the bar, next to Sarah, and, you know, Jeff and Michael and me. So Michael and I, Jeff's husband, the stage manager. Well, I'm, you know, like losing my shit because I love him. This is so classy. So I Google him. And it turns out the woman at the end of the bar, his wife, Melissa Gilbert, from Little House on the Prairie. No way. Yeah, they've been married for like 20 years or something. Really? Girl, let me tell you. And she's gorgeous? Gorgeous. Beautiful. Wow. Like really rich looking. And now here's where it gets fucked up. Right, so I'm, I'm literally like, like <laughs> trying to be cool about this, and there's tons of fucking people, and like whatever, and and, and I, we're at her. We've been hanging out like the five of us, like for an, at least a couple hours. Mm -hmm. So somehow I think I'm obligated to, to like, here's the bar, I like look over at her, and I'm like, oh my god, and she's like, mm. and I. That would have been bad enough, but then I had to go over to her. And I go over to her and I say some nonsense like, I didn't realize that was you. I, I, I love you and your work and, and I'm so sorry. And bleh, I know what the fuck I said. And she was, <laughs> she was like kind as she could have been, but she was also kind of freaked out. Like <laughs> I was like accosting her in a way. Cause like, you know how I get like all you know, uh -huh. animated and fucking Italian, like the Italian dance. <laughs> and she thanked me and and it was so supremely awkward that I just thanked her and I and I walked back to Michael and I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is, I do this shit all the time. Anyway, <laughs> why don't you tell me why what? we're having this conversation? So, um, I am the mother of a transgender son mm -hmm. and a non-binary child. These are my twins. Mm. Um, and you and I were talking about, I know that you were interested in how, um, something, having a trans child actually affects a family. Yes. And, yes. um, and I think it's really important for people to hear more from not just transgender kids and adults, but also the families and what it means to um, to to navigate a world where mm -hmm. um, still the majority of the world seems to um, ostracize uh, yeah. transgender yeah. people and um, at the very least yeah and we have a president <clears throat> right now who's basically trying so desperately to um, erase them um, not allowing them in the military um, trying to make it okay for, to, to discriminate um, and mm -hmm. uh, it, it's it's hard enough for kids to be teenagers in the first place but then right. for them to to hear, see, read day in and day out that the leader of our country, quotes, um, basically doesn't want them to exist. And I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought that up because I, that that's one of the things that I didn't write down. But it's you know, as you say, um, I remember I was a fucking mess in puberty and high school and the being gay in upstate New York and stuff and but we just you know at least had I mean Reagan you know <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Reagan but it's so much more compounded by this monster that we have yeah. in the White House yeah um, How do, so let's introduce them as um, uh, D is your trans son yes and K is your non-binary daughter Yes? Uh, they, not daughter? What not do they daughter. say? Not daughter. So, yeah. So, so non-binary. Non-binary. Okay. So, no, it's, 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 it's been sort of confusing for myself and my husband as well um, because uh, we've said, you know, so Dee came out as transgender right before high school, so three years ago. Oh, okay. Um, and his twin came out as non-binary 
about a year and a half ago. Okay. So for a while there, so both of them were assigned female at birth. Mm-hmm. So we initially had, uh, we thought we had daughters. Mm-hmm. We were raising them as daughters. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it wasn't until um, Z, uh, D was about, I guess, 12 that he started saying that he was non-binary and that he was going by pronouns they and them. It's astonishing that he knew yeah. at that point to put it, it to words. I yeah. Mean, yeah, um, so, uh, and then he, uh, after about a year of that, he said, no, actually, I'm, I'm actually a, a male. I'm male, I'm a boy, I've always been a boy, um, my pronouns are he and him. Okay, okay. Which I actually found much easier than they and them. Well, that, can we talk about that? Because yeah. that, that was one of the things that we talked about initially. Uh-huh. Um, that I don't understand. Like, and it, 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 it's, I have to say, for me, I mean, it's ignorance for sure, but it's also like a grammar thing that I don't understand mm-hmm. how a person can be a they right. or a them. So here's how it was explained to me. Because before either of my kids had come out as um, non-binary and trans, um, at the new school, we had uh, a couple of students that used pronouns they and them, mm. and I would get confused. Someone would say, um, uh, "Sarah is in the waiting room. They would like to speak with you." And I would say, "Well, who's Sarah with?" Oh, and, right, right, right. And so right. they were just like, "No, it's just Sarah." And I was just like, "But who's with Sarah?" You know. So, and so it's it like, con- "Who's on first? Right, so. right. So, like, I, I was just like, "I don't, I don't get it." And, um, and then we had. Um, somebody who came to our office to just teach sensitivity training mm-hmm. and I said you know the they and them confuses me you know yeah. and, and the example they used was uh, the woman that was doing the sensitivity training said just like if you don't know somebody's gender you know that per- there was a person walking down the street and they walked into the store so mm-hmm. when you don't know someone's gender you usually say they or them like if okay. they're a stranger okay. or something like that so that's how it was explained to me. So I was just like, okay, I can, I can get with that. That actually makes, thank you. I, yeah. That makes it much clearer. Yeah. Somehow. But I, so for years though, my kids were she and her, you know. Right. I, even though Dee, who has always sort of presented male, mm-hmm. uh, from the time that he could pick out his own clothes, when he was three, four years old, he was always dressing. He, he always picked up boys' clothes, boys' shoes. Uh, kindergarten, uh, uh, preschool graduation, he picked out a uh, pinstripe suit and bow tie. Oh. Um, he wanted to dress like his father, and he, mm-hmm. uh, he always wanted a suit. Never, um, and I wasn't big on dresses for my kids mm-hmm. in the first place. People gave us dresses, and sometimes I would dress my, my kids in dresses, but I let them pick out their own clothes, and sometimes Kay would pick out dresses, sometimes Kay would pick out, uh, you know, jeans and, you know, t-shirts, but um, Dee always, always presented male from the the get-go, and I thought he was a lot like me when I was, uh, I was a tomboy, and Mm -hmm. I was a very, um, you know, kind of rough-and-tumble girl when I was growing up, and I hung around with my brothers, and I didn't want to, I wanted people to think I was a boy, because I thought, being a boy was tough and cool and mm-hmm. things like that. But when, you know, right before puberty, I started, you know, really liking dressing like a girl. And I, and, I, and so I definitely was always identified as female. But I, uh, mm-hmm. so I thought that at first D was like me, that he was just a, 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 a masculine boy like I was. Mm-hmm. And um, so I never questioned it or, you know, but, um, and, but, other people always thought he was a boy too. So we would go to restaurants, and they would say, and they would treat the two of them so differently. They would say to Kay, like, you know, um, what what would you like to drink? You want some apple juice? And and then they'd say, Hey, buddy, what are, what do you want, buddy? You know, and like, you want a totally. bourbon? They're like, <laughs> they're like eight. <laughs> exactly. So um, and we, for a while there, we would you know, or someone would say, Well, what would your your son have? And we'd say, Oh, she's a girl. You know, we would correct people at first. And then we were like, why are we even correcting people? They're strangers. It's a waiter in a restaurant. Who yeah, cares? Yeah. Then after a while, we just stopped correcting people, and people always assumed that he was 
a boy and always called him him. That's yeah. fascinating right yeah. there. Right there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so, and it, there was, and in fact, I remember this clearly when I was thinking, I was on the subway coming up here, and I was thinking, I was sitting one day at a pool, and uh, Dee was about six or seven, and he was running around playing, and, with the, and Kay was there, and Dee's cousins, and stuff like that. And I remember looking at him and not seeing a girl. I saw a boy. In oh. my, and I remember saying to my my brother, you know, I've never thought, I don't, I don't think of Dee as a daughter. I, I think of him as a son. How old was she? Uh, he, he? he was he was about six or seven at the time. Wow. wow. And so and and I and I felt kind of bad about that because I thought, well, you know, is am I am I seeing you know am I putting a different identity on him but mm -hmm. but I never said that to him I right, just, right. just sort of followed his lead right, and, um, right. so um, when he got to uh, kindergarten or first grade around there um, around that time he, he had an accident in school he had wet his pants which was kind of odd you know and so I said you know um, and his teacher told me about it and the teacher said um, she called me she said um yeah, it was kind of odd for that to happen to, uh, at the time he said, she was saying she, she mm -hmm. had wet her, you know, she wet her pants, and, and so I, uh, it turned out that he had wet his pants because he was, he had to go to the bathroom, and he was standing outside the boys' room and the girls' room, and he didn't know which room to go to. Oh, my God. I know. It oh, was like, and so, cause, yeah, and he's, because he, he said he knew, he was told to go into the girls' room, but he knew that wasn't right because boys weren't supposed to go into the girls' room. So he knew at a very young age, before anyone was using, like there was nobody, I was never saying, oh, you might be transgender, or, you know. All I right. wasn't using the words transgender, non-binary, or any of that. But he knew at a very young age that he was not a girl, even though that's who he was assigned at birth. He had a female-sounding name. Mm -hmm. I, at times, dressed him in pink just so that the daycare center could tell them apart. Um, but, <laughs> um, but so... Um, so he knew very young, and um, and it was you know as as he was getting older, it was getting more difficult to you know because then people saw him as he he, he looked like a guy. Mm -hmm. um, if he went into a, a girl's bathroom, he was told he couldn't go in the boys' bathroom because he's a girl, right? So. He would go to the oh. girls' bathroom, and the girls would shove him out of the bathroom, say, oh. boys aren't allowed in the bathroom. Oh, God. So he couldn't go to the bathroom anywhere. They didn't have gender-neutral bathrooms. No. So he stopped going to the bathroom altogether. He stopped drinking water. He would get dehydrated. He would come home with headaches. Oh. It was terrible. You know, so it was, it, it was, but we didn't know at the time really what, to do and we and we didn't we didn't put a name to it ever. So, so this is why this is exactly why I wanted to talk to you because uh, you know I I I know I need I mean I'm a gay man and I need schooling on this and something so basic so fundamental it's heartbreaking yeah. that they have to go through this. Yeah. And at such a young age. At such a young age when, yeah. as you say, it's hard enough right. just as a normal child at that age mm -hmm. when you have to go, all your hormones are going crazy and... Yeah. So, yeah, so he, um, but we live in a really pretty cool little bubble in New Jersey where it's... A lot of folks move from New York to mm. South Orange Maplewood. Oh yes, I know. Area. I think I know that area. Yeah, and um, so there's a uh, and uh, he met somebody who recently had transitioned to uh, from being female to male, mm. um, and so he, he was it wasn't such an necessarily an odd thing when he finally came out as transgender, but before that there was a real struggle because. Um, Nobody quite knew what to do, right, meaning right. like in, in the schools, but right, right. But you know, the institutional yeah. part of it is right has to catch up. Right, um, but uh, so right before high school, he um, he came out as transgender male, 
was going to start high school um, using a, a different name, not the name he was given at birth. Okay. And it was a male-sounding name, and he was using the pronouns he and him, and contacted all of his teachers, and we talked to the principal. They have a gender-neutral bathroom at the high school. Um, he's met other students. There are a handful of transgender students. Some are out. Some are stealth, where, where they, they, you, you, they do not want people to know they're transgender. They okay. just are... Um, uh, they're just not ready. Right. Um, and because there's, there's fear there um, of retaliation. I mean, mm -hmm. we do, like I said, we live in this really great... Uh, liberal community um, where it's not where people aren't you know completely shocked not to your face anyway right right um, but and, and they know it's not cool to to be transphobic and um, so they won't do it you know so blatantly but you know he does every once in a while goes through uh, you know someone refers to him as an it you know what is it what is it is it a boy or a girl is it um, and He's, but he's like such a cool guy. You know, he's so, he's so funny and he's sweet and he's smart that he'll say like, you know, you know, you can ask me, you can ask me what my pronouns are. Let me ask you this because I've not met him. I, you know, again, mm -hmm. the last time I met them, they were in strollers. Yeah. Would he be into doing an interview? It's possible. Yeah, he probably would, um, but would want to use probably a. a, a a, a different name um, of course because there is he, he there is both of my kids are really are afraid of physical harm so to the point where neither one of them right now will go into a public bathroom unless it's gender neutral because he fears cis hetero men if they find out that he's a transgender male in a men's bathroom he feels he's afraid of being killed attacked and if he go, he he'd never go into a woman's bathroom. It's that's not where he belongs. I know. You know? Oh God! So he has this awesome app that tells him where transgender, uh, where neutral, gender no neutral way. bathrooms really? are. Yeah, and um, all over the city. And you know, God loves Starbucks because they always have. Yes, this, exactly. Uh, and every restaurant that we go into, or every store we go into that has a, a gender neutral bathroom. I just want to like run up and hug the manager. I know, I know. Because we have to plan where this we're going. Very... Um, if we want to go out in public, because people are are catching up. Listen, um, I'm going to take a quick break because my 53 year old bladder. <laughs> we're talking about all this bathroom stuff, so we're going to take a quick break here. Okay. And then we'll resume. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Tell me what the hell are you scared of when in the end the only thing is love in the end. Love's the only thing I wanna regret the things wanna, I've done wanna, Never wanna, the things I left wanna, unknown wanna, Never wanna, a second will I waste wanna, Never an opportunity wanna, to taste the sweetness of life Okay, welcome back. Here we are again uh, talking with Lisa uh, about her uh, transgendered and non-binary children. Hello, Lisa. Hello, Scott. So I wanted to I wanted to ask you more specifically about the fact that you live, thank God, in a place in New Jersey mm -hmm. where there's accommodation of some sort, mm -hmm. you know, and there's a mindset and there's a community of people that are supportive yeah. of this. Yeah. Not only supportive but actually celebrates um, mm. the LGBTQ communi community mm -hmm. and the um, the sort of mayor of our town and it's not really a mayor it's a, we'll call her a mayor um, she every year has a uh, transgender remembrance day and they raise the transgender flag and have the transgender flag up with the American flag is that the, the flag that you have on your Twitter yes yeah, yeah that's yeah. the light pink blue and white um, yeah. and um, they so they have a ceremony every year and they have they raise the flag and then they have people come up and just tell stories and um, talk about um, you know some of the new things that have changed in the town they you know they painted side crosswalks with the um, the the flags I've seen this yes yeah. yes I didn't yeah. know that was there I've yeah. seen those pictures Maplewood did it in because Maplewood and South Orange they share a district and in, in school districts and things like that and then um, 
we uh, we took part in uh, we we painted all of our um, the gaslight coals in our town uh, the colors of the LGBTQ flags. Mm. Um, so it's uh, it's not just that folks can tolerate. <laughs> it's uh, right, there's actually right. a celebration. Right. And, um, and so yeah, I. When we moved there, we, we knew we were moving into a, a, a place where there were a lot of New Yorkers, folks who were New Yorkers who had kids that couldn't afford to live in New York anymore, mm-hmm. so they moved to these towns. Mm-hmm. So we knew we were living amongst New Yorkers. Uh, I personally had never known anyone who was transgender that I knew of when I, you know, before I had kids or anything like that. So I, 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 I knew I wanted to raise my kids someplace where people were liberal. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize how incredibly lucky I was, though, um, when my kids started going to school and, and some of these um, things started popping up, and I realized that I was actually in a really phenomenal place compared to a lot of people. Uh, yeah, like you were talking about earlier, um, this would not be the case in, I'm guessing, Dakota, or, nor- I mean, North Dakota, so there's mm-hmm. two, right? Yeah. Um, Mont- <laughs> Sorry, that was really bitchy. Um, for the sake of all trans and non-binary kids, it gives me hope to know that there are places, plenty of places in this country, and let's face it, it's like the coasts. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that is. I, I don't know why that is. Mm-hmm. But I also know there's lots of cool, like Austin, you know, mm-hmm. in Deep Red, Texas, in... in um, Iowa, mm-hmm. you know, all these places, Illinois, there's, there's, there are places I think more and more, and I think getting back to your point <clears throat> about this current administration, it's, Christian, I remember saying, we were talking when it was the lead up to the election, and he said, he's going to be elected, mm-hmm. and you should have seen the room, <clears throat> it's just him and I in this room. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, think about it. He said, now white people are going to know what it's like to be a black person. Mm-hmm. They're going to know. Because we've known all about this guy. We're New Yorkers. We know about this right. fucking asshole for decades. Right. And what he's about. Mm-hmm. And so it sort of reminds me of what's going on with the trans and non binary community it's almost like forgive me for saying this but it's almost a good thing that he got elected because all of the shit that has been endemic in this country all the racism all the homophobia mm-hmm. all the anti-trans anti-everything and anti anyone who's not white cis mm-hmm. Christian yep has been exposed yep like full stop Mm-hmm. all of the shit that has been a part of our history and I have to say to Christians who's a person of color to his credit he was the first one the first person that I knew to call it because mm-hmm. he saw it you know he saw what was going on mm-hmm. and I was horrified yeah. I was like about ready to need adult diapers. I'm not kidding. I was mm-hmm. so upset that he said this. Mm-hmm. But then I thought about it for a few days, and I said, you know, as a, as a person of color, that he is. It's absolutely there. There, the the horror and the and the beauty of it is the only way this would have been uncovered is with the Donald Trump. Not with the Hillary Clinton. Because as much as I love her, I wasn't... I voted for Bernie in the primary. Um, because I just knew how hated she was and I knew how much... There was going to be so much conflict with the House and the Senate and her and whatever. I, I just feel like as much as I hate what's happening to this country mm-hmm. um, I'm hoping that there is an awakening yeah you know yeah I'm, 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 I'm you know I remember um, Michael Moore actually saying that Trump was going to get elected mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. remember just deciding I hated Michael Moore for saying that I, know. I hated I know. his guts 
and I was Hello, never gonna watch anything. Detroit. Yeah, I just I was I was furious, and um, and I do and I you know I was devastated when he well, I couldn't I really I couldn't believe it and but I also remember this sense of kind of relief that I didn't have to live through Hillary presidency even though I wanted her to be president mm -hmm. I was so tired of the abuse that was being heaped on anyone right. who liked Hillary and right. Hillary and Hillary's daughter and and the misogyny yeah was just... I, was, I was just so tired of it that I was just like okay you know what let's let's see what happens I really did not expect it to be this bad, though. I did not expect him to be nearly as stupid as he actually is. Um, but I think you're right. I think that it has made so many people, like especially cis, het, white people, go, um, "Oh, I guess we've like had it really, really easy for a really, really I long so. time." I think so too. And um, and. This, I'm, I'm never going to know what it's like to be a person of color, and I'm never, it's, it's a completely different experience, but um, at least, like, some, some pain is being heaped on us in, in a way, like, not in a, you know, I feel sorry for me, and just <laughs> so that it can make us, a, you know, a little bit more aware so that we can, you know, understand, that, you know, that people have, have seen this in America for hundreds of years, yeah. Um, I have been naive. I have lived in a bubble. I have thought that we have, you know, because I live in New York, and Me too. Or I, you know, I, I work in New York, and so, and no, no, there's, you know, the, the racism is in all of these little towns, and it's not anywhere around me, and that's bullshit. It's, I am so glad you said that because yeah. I was gonna, I was, I was gonna mention the exact same thing, and, mm -hmm. and this is where you know Christian comes in, and and I was so fucking naive mm -hmm. I thought not that we were over not that there wasn't racism not that we weren't progressing or that you know we were going backwards and stuff but I didn't realize until 2016 November and then you know in the last three years just how rampant mm -hmm. and how vicious it is mm -hmm. and again as white people we're sitting here as white people yeah. Um, there's, I mean, it's, again, it's that, you know, like the, the Pisces in me is like, it's, uh, the one side is horrifying and the other side is like, okay, this is a, te I hate to use this term, a teachable moment. This, you, you have to, you know, you have to wrap your head around what's actually happening yeah. and not, as you say, be in a bubble, be yeah. in this, you know, urban New York City tri-state area bubble, mm -hmm. and and it it just it gives me hope. I hope. Yeah. Yeah. I, it gives you know I'm I'm learning to you know shut up and listen to people. Mm. Um, whereas mm -hmm. before it was just like I know about this, I know about this, and and um, yeah. and I've I've been much better about just like just being quiet and and reading and listening to what people who have to have to say that have different experiences than I do that are actually you know better equipped to speak about things like systemic racism and yeah. um, police brutality and you know and things like that like um, you know it's it's time for white people to just shut the hell up and just listen for a change for <laughs> and, and, you know, and take some direction yes you know? yes um, exactly so um, but, <clears throat> but yeah um, I'm not sure like where we where we got off on that, but I, I guess because of the bubble that I kind of live in with my transgender son and my non-binary child, and um, I uh, and I you know I'm on Twitter. I'm very active with uh, transgender groups on Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, I just I follow a lot of transgender uh, allies. Charlotte Klamer, love her. Oh, I know. Oh, I <laughs> She's wonderful. And um, and I, I just I I read a lot about you know there are so many transgender kids out there whose parents have kicked them out of the house they're homeless they you know their life expectancy is like twenty eight years old or something like that <sighs> if, if they even live there. suicide amongst them is is rampant um, 
especially transgender women um, and transgender women of color, mm-hmm. um, it's devastating. Um, and the things that, you know, people hurl things at me all the time, tell me I'm, a, I'm abusing my child because I'm allowing him to refer to himself as male. Or, who, who does this? Oh, people, on, just strangers on Twitter. You know, people, oh, oh. But, you know, if, I, if uh, they see my, you know, my um, profile says that I'm the mom of a transgender son. Um, and non-binary child, and they, you know, they'll see that, and they feel free to just hurl things at me, like, you know, you're going to hell, and your 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 child is a he she, and um, you're abusing your child, and somebody should take your kids away from you, and things like that. Um, How do you respond to that? Do you respond, or do you just? Oh, like... usually, you know, I I usually try. I'll, I'll try a couple of things, like to just say, you you know. Um, I suggest that they they read something. They read some posts. I suggest that they you know listen. suggest that they read. Right. I suggest that they because I mean <laughs> I, I have to I have to catch myself all the fucking time. There was this one tweet that I did that was on. I guess it was my own fault, but I also have to say that I think the people that because um, the left is also guilty of you know just hang the guy for having said something so there was this ridiculous tweet by fucking Don Jr. Um, or no Eric Gums Gums Gums. (laughs) which is not which I did not come up with somebody that I follow came up came up with this and I've not I've not referred to him otherwise because it's fucking genius it is can we talk about your gene pool for a minute, uh, Eric? Because you look like Nazi fucking youth. You look yeah. like something out of a fucking... Jojo Rabbit. You know? <laughs> he put up something about this poor boy that died of cancer or something. And it was it was one of those... It was probably fucking Breitbart or whatever. It was this horrible picture of this boy, you know, like... Um, and and he put up some bullshit thing about like let's and it was it was like let's support you know um, St Jude's Hospital or something like that and it's and it upset me and I, and I, and so my tweet to him was oh or is this one of the kids that you stole from from your fucking charity oh, one yeah. of the cancer survivors you would not believe. The responses that I got from people who didn't understand what I was saying oh. and or either they didn't understand or they're a fucking bot somewhere in St. Petersburg. Right. I don't know what the fuck it is. Right. <clears throat> How dare you say that about a child who died? Like, did you read my tweet? Yeah. Do you know what's going on? Yeah. About his fucking foundation? Right. And how they literally stole from ch- charities of kids with children. It, That's what that was about. Kids with cancer. Kids with cancer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah. the whole Twitter thing. I mean, I love it and I hate it. So when somebody does like come at me, I usually it's almost always somebody who's around my age. It seems, and I usually appeal to them as a parent and say, you know, do you see that you, you know, I would never talk this way about your child. I would never do this about anyone else's child. I would never say your child is an it or that you are abusive for loving your child for supporting your child so when i appeal to them that way for the most part they'll either they'll, they might block me but they'll stop um, oh good when you, when you do appeal but then you have some others who are and it's usually unfortunately the really the the the, the Christian or the, the people who claim to be Christian right. who feel that it's their duty to let you know that God is going to strike you down and, and your child and that they're an abomination and that I'm transing my child. That's another thing I've been accused of. Tra- these parents were transing our cha- children because um, rather than have, because we're, this is the newest thing, rather than have our children be gay or lesbian, we would rather they be transgender. So, that these these parents are seeing that their child no. is maybe attracted to a, a boy that is attracted to another boy, so we've decided that that boy is a girl. Um, like we would do that to our kids uh, because life is so much easier as a transgender person. 
I don't know. Well, not, but, not only that, but like sexuality and gender are like, hello. Right, right. Completely not the same thing exactly. at all. Yes, yeah. So there's just, there's a lot of misinformation out there. And, um, and, and there's a lot of people who just, they don't want to hear it. They, mm-hmm. they, they're just, they're not gonna, they're not gonna go there. But, you know, I, I was, I'm originally from Michigan, mm-hmm. and um, I, I have to say that the, you know, when I started telling folks in my family that Z was transgender, um, the, the response was, like, overwhelmingly positive. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, though, they also saw sort of, they sort of saw Z as a, as a guy, too, right, you know, right. as he was growing up. My parents have both passed away before he had actually come out. Um, so I'm not sure how my parents would have... I know my mom would have been totally cool with it. Yeah, yeah. My father, though, you know, he, he, uh, he, he would probably be very confused and, you know, it's just not how we did it in my day, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> but, um, but even my, you know, some of the family members that are Republican, where we didn't see eye to eye on a lot of uh, other... Things. Do you have Trump voters in your family too? There, there is a Trump voter in my family. Um, <laughs> I love how you, like, you, you, you almost like whisper that. I love that. <laughs> Shall remain nameless, but totally, totally cool with, with my transgender son. So, That's awesome. Yeah. I, I'm glad you yeah. brought that up because I was going to ask you about the family yeah. aspect of it. Because surprisingly, I mean, and not that you know, I have really cool sisters and and. One one of my brothers that's not a not a Trump supporter, totally cool, um, but um, but you know, you living in New York, you you know you you're exposed to so much more than folks who are in Michigan, or so you think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you know because of Twitter and Facebook and things like that, people are being more exposed to uh, more different pe- different people, and I think it's you know. And attitudes are changing so quickly. I feel like, and I, I feel like exactly, adaptation exactly. is happening so quickly that it's, 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 it's going to be okay. Um, but we need to, what what I feel like is, is that there are still these young people, especially, but there are, you know middle aged people too. They're in danger right mm-hmm. now because people want them dead. <laughs> they don't want them to exist. They want yeah. to erase them. They want them to either. And I, I really, I'm really afraid for, for people who go to prison who are transgender. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, and, uh, and um, people that are being held by in, in detention centers that mm-hmm. have come over from Ecuador and Mexico. And, um, you know, there, there was a transgender woman who was killed or who died in custody. And um, that's, that's what really, you know, I, as much as I, I worry about Dee and um, he's going to go away to college and he hasn't, you know, he's only really socially transitioned. He hasn't, um, you know, some some folks, you know, medically transition as well. Mm-hmm. He's gone on, um, uh, he is on hormone blockers. And he has been on a hormone blocker since he was about, since he was 14. Um, and he, um, I know we, we didn't talk about this, but what he, he wears a binder so that his chest is flat um, and he so he has not completely physically transitioned mm-hmm. and some folks never do some folks just socially transition others um, get surgery so at the moment right now he is he uh, he's on um, hormone blockers to stop his periods because oh. when he would get his period it would be just sort of devastating every month. It, this dysphoria, the, the emotions were so strong. Um, it was, you know, it was heartbreaking. He would, mm. he would sob. He would cry. He would, he couldn't sleep. He didn't want to go to school. It was, you know, so we um, we found these really awesome doctors right in our neighborhood who who had, you know, who were very much interested in treating transgender youth. Wow. And. Um, so that's what he's right now. He's on a, a, a blocker, and he's we're discussing testosterone. He may go on testosterone, but it's like he hasn't decided as yet. So we're mm-hmm. just educating ourselves as much as we can. Um, yeah. Um, he sees a really great therapist who sees just transgender kids. He's part of a, a, a youth group where it's all transgender guys that are under the age of eighteen, um, who are all in various stages. Some of them have had top surgery already. Some of them have. Um, are taking hormones. Um, he's at a place right now where he's 
you know, he's not he does he's not sure you know what he wants to do, but we're behind him one hundred percent. So, I mean, uh, the fact that you know, I, it it can be easy, obviously, and I don't think it's ever going to be easy. But if this was twenty years ago, he wouldn't. Yeah. He would kill himself probably you know I I hate to say that but it's like if there was not the support right imagine what that yeah you know imagine yeah going through and and not having people understand what Mm -hmm. it is you're going through and you know it's what's funny is I I think I knew somebody who was transgender back before I had kids like right before I had kids when I was part of a theater group the um Native Aliens, it was there they were a gay and lesbian theater company oh. and I was on the board and I was in some other shows. And there was a um, a guy who would dress up like a woman, mostly at night, and would mm-hmm. buy a different name, a female name. He would wear a wig and makeup and things like that. And um, at the time I was studying gender studies at the new school. Mm. And um, <laughs> and he made me so mad because I thought, well, well, like, you can't just dress up like a woman and then say you're a woman. And, mm-hmm. and I remember the, you know, thinking, you know, because he was a white guy and he was, you know, a construction worker or something by day. And I thought, so, like, when he wants to make money and be successful, he's a guy. But when he wants to, he's a girl. And I thought, that's not fair. And I remember one of my friend, a friend of his, of, of her, I'm not sure if she was transgender or not or if he was, but anyway. Because um, right, he could be. Yeah, uh, cause, cause, right. right? Is that the right word? Right. I'm not sure if he was at first. I because she would she would perform as this female performer too. So she wasn't a drag. She didn't do drag necessarily, but I think this was like her sort of going into transitioning. Somebody okay. was trying to explain to me, you know, this is how she, you know, how she feels most comfortable, and I was just like, well, I don't get it. <laughs> and it's so. I think it's like the universe was just like, well, you know, we're going to do a little something and make sure you get it. No. <laughs> it's like, it's, I, I, I mean, when I think oh that, my God. so like when somebody is being like, you know, sort of like, you can't, you know, you can't just decide, you know, I wanted to be a dinosaur when I was a kid. My parents didn't let me be a dinosaur, you know. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I didn't have that kind of an attitude, but I was sort of like, you can't, you can't change genders. And so, and I needed somebody to tell me, yes, you, you, you know, you need to understand really you know what is happening with this person Mm -hmm. and you need to educate yourself more and um so there is still a part of me like when somebody is initially kind of like you know you can't be transgender i approach it as you know that young young me who did not understand it and Mm -hmm. was being very verbal about it and somebody was kind enough to say you know you know back off lisa listen to you know listen to what this person is saying read a bit you know, um, like I said, shut yeah. up and listen. Shut up and listen. Yeah, yeah. So I grew up with a with a transgender, uh, one of my best friends. Oh really? Uh, trans trans boy. Uh, well, I knew he was a boy. Mm-hmm. Um, this, there was this family down the street from me, uh, at whose house I would spend um, every summer day for years you know and um chris his name is um who you were saying earlier was was very much like i mean super smart but like a tomboy you know we'd play ball together and stuff and Mm -hmm. they had a he had a sister who had epilepsy Mm -hmm. she was lovely um, they had a young son, mother, father, um, and one day I came home from college, this is probably like 87 or something, mm-hmm. and my mom said to me, you better sit down, you know, my mom, in all her, <laughs> she was the funniest person I ever knew, but she was so dry, and I said, what, you know, mm-hmm. like, she never said that to me, and she said, um, Chris Wilson is now is and I think back then this is 87 I think the term was had a sex change or something like uh, that there was not, yeah, I, I didn't I, even know if she said transsexual trans 
whatever the incorrect term was then <laughs> probably was used and I remember to your point earlier I was like completely I didn't know what to do with this information mm-hmm. I didn't know how to process it this is a really good friend of mine growing up like for years and years and years and hearing this and you know as a gay person I'm out at this point you know you know my family knew um, and there was all this kind of conflicting internal shit with me like knowing what I had gone through and how fucked up it was in upstate New York with my mom and my family and everybody and my initial reaction I had to catch myself and say like I know what I went through I don't want my friend to go through this but then there's the third prong which is like I don't get it Mm. I just don't get it Yeah. and so she told me this this was like Christmas 87 I took a whole year thinking about this a whole year and going back home and going down the street and talking to her Mm. him and so he was was assigned female at birth yes and transitioned and trans in Gloversville New York girl in upstate New York Mm. worked at the hospital Everyone loved him, mm-hmm. like super hard worker, really smart, mm-hmm. really smart. Um, and even after, maybe it wasn't a year, maybe it was like six months, and I went to see him and talk to him at an apartment at this point. Mm-hmm. Because again, this was my closest friend growing up, and right. I, and I, I wanted to understand, I wanted to support him he showed me a scar talking to him and it's still even that after that meeting because I remember asking him help me understand this I, you know because I was coming from it from a totally different bias as a gay man mm-hmm. who when I asked him why like tell me explain to me why and his response was for the longest time I thought I was a lesbian and then I tried dating women and it was so wrong to me Mm. and so I realized that I'm actually a man and in my fucked up I'm only like 19 18 at this point Mm -hmm. um, in my fucked up my own bias as a gay man with my own (coughs) baggage heard that it it went into my brain and it got twisted is like yeah, you found it difficult to be a gay person? Well, guess what? Uh, and I got really defensive about it. Not with him. Right. In my own mind. Right. Like, oh, so you were uncomfortable being with a woman, being a lesbian? Fuck you. Uh, I've been going through this for like a decade. Right. That was literally my internal thinking. Yeah. And it took me another six months. Because it was a lovely meeting between him and me. Because mm-hmm. it was like a homecoming. Yeah. I hadn't seen him in a long time. But I had some shit to go through for like months mm-hmm. and to really, and I'm sure I told maybe one or two people, I didn't talk to anybody about this really, but it took me months to kind of like say, don't you see where this bias and this anger is coming from your own shit that you've gone through and you're going to like put this on some other person with a completely different issue. Right. It's not the same as what you're go- you've gone through and get the fuck over it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when I started to finally get it. Yeah. Like, oh. Right. And it felt simultaneously like like a dagger in my heart for what I was felt so guilty mm-hmm. of and then like pulling that shit out and breathing yeah 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 i feel i i feel i feel crappy about the attitude i had and but but it was coming from this place of you know what like 
Oh, so because I don't want to be treated like a woman anymore, does that mean I get to just be a man? Yeah. Right, right. So, and, and, but it, it was all coming from the anger I had about the way women were being treated exactly. and how I was being treated. And, um, and it, it was so raw that I thought, you know, oh, sure, you want to be a woman, but at any time you can just take off that makeup and you're not a woman. You get to be a man. Right. And, um, so and I, have the benefit of both worlds, right? Right. Like, yeah. So, like, yeah. so it, it, and that's, that is not it at all. It's not, yeah. that's not what the, but, she was doing she was she was trying to to be herself and um yeah um i'm gonna pause it real quick here because mm -hmm. i'm 53 years <laughs> old and i gotta Get deal with my bladder and i'm leaving this in by the way because people need to know you know i'm pretty healthy but like when you get to a certain age girl <laughs> and you have I've only had like three glasses of water in the last hour mm -hmm. when we last, and I still gotta go. Yeah. So we're gonna end it here, and then we're gonna do a little wrap up. Okay, okay. we'll be back. Tell me what the hell are you scared of when in the end the only thing is love in the end. Love's the only thing. I wanna regret the things wanna, I've done, wanna, never wanna, the things I left unknown, never a second will I waste. Never an opportunity Okay, so we're back from the bathroom break. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to uh, wrap up this amazing conversation with a final thought. And both me and Lisa seem to have the same, a very similar sort of difficulty with this idea of transgenderism. Um, for my sake, it was taking my very personal situation and what I didn't realize was a bias in approaching my friend who was trans, you know, because I'm a gay man and I had to go through all this shit and like, and you felt uncomfortable. This is when I first talk to him you felt uncomfortable talking uh dating women well guess what you know and then it took me months to to realize how fucked up that was and how i needed we, we talked about this earlier take ourselves out of the equation because it, we have nothing it is not the same thing right right and that's and you know that that was my whole attitude was how how this was affecting me and how mm -hmm. it was all about the way I was living my life and and like you said if you if you take yourself out of the equation you can understand it far better and I think that's what most people have an issue with is how this affects them they they will say things like I'm concerned the the, the anti-trans uh, movement will say I'm concerned for the children and how this is going to affect the children and that's not at all what they're concerned about no they are concerned about themselves and the and, and challenging the way they have seen gender their entire lives and their conversations yeah. with their neighbors in the fucking produce part of the supermarket is like right that's what you really right that's what you're really concerned about. right yeah and uh, we were talking about podcasts and I don't I only listen to one podcast and I'm going to listen to more now but which uh, one it's um. It's uh, Night Vale. Welcome to Night Vale. It's a it's a fantasy. Um, Ooh, writing that down you, right now. You will now. love it. You will love it. Um, but one of the sayings is um, that they come up with all these really great sayings, and one of them is, "Death is only an ending if you believe the story is just about you." And I think about that all the time. Say that again, please. So. Death is only an ending if you believe the story is just about you. So we're all often thinking like when we die, that's the end. We're not thinking about that the world is going on without you. There are other things going on in the world. And that if you're not in the world, that doesn't mean the world has ended. The right. world is still going on. Right. But I, that's, I, we're, we're all so conditioned to think about you know, how does this affect me and how is this affecting the way I have lived my life? And if you're doing this, where I've thought all along, there's just men and women, there's boys and girls, and you, you're born into it. And if you start changing these things, I have to change. Right. I have to change right. the way right. I'm thinking. And people are really reluctant to do that because it's almost like you're saying to them, you've been thinking about this wrong, you're wrong about the mm -hmm. way you think. Mm -hmm. And people don't want to believe that. 
Well, that's a really good point, though, that that you bring up, and you can you can sort of attach any kind of bias or racial issue or se- transgender sexual preference issue is. Good God, man! How does this affect your life at all? Right, right. Your fragility, your your you know, mm-hmm. oh poor you, yeah. you know, white cis. Christian, fuck you. You know, there's a part of me I have to say. I want you know the the, the you know the ultimate goal is education and and um uh, exposure. Mm-hmm. But there's a part of me, and maybe this is my you know my haunting uh, backstory kind of bias. There is also a part of me that feels like there should be a small percentage of fuck you anger. Mm-hmm. How does this fucking affect you? Yeah. You fragile cunt. <laughs> Oops. You fragile prick. Seriously. Yeah. Poor you. Yeah. yeah. I know that's not like, you know, the ultimate kind mm-hmm. of way to deal with it, but yeah, that's my own thing. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. I don't yeah. want to be angry, but I I'm can't not help comfortable it. with anger at all. But I have felt so angry over the last couple of years, um, and uh, and I don't like it. I don't like I it don't, at all. And I I'd know. like to get back to being, um, just, you know, angry when appropriate, not walking around in in a rage all the time. Yeah, and it's a, it's a struggle, but it's uh, we'll get there. That's a beautiful place to end, and I <laughs> totally agree. Um, you know, I wanna, I wanna. <laughs> sounds so crazy. I wanna accept the anger, let it wash through me, and then let it go, and hope for understanding and peace and acceptance. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. This is amazing. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's it for this one. Uh, we'll talk again. Thank you. So the app that Lisa mentioned earlier in the podcast for gender neutral bathrooms is called Refuge Restrooms. Check it out. It's available on iOS and Android. Way Off the Record has been written, produced, and edited by me, Scott Ambrosino. Also produced by Christian Hernandez. Music by Marie Tree. And uh, thanks for listening.